What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast, episode number 47. My name is Josh Toll, and I am joined by my good friends, Brett Roberts, and our AI companion, HBot, as always. Hello, Brett. Hello, HBot. I almost forgot what episode number it was, hence why I hesitated when we started. You did good. You saved it. What's going on? So, What's going on with you? How are you? Doing all right. Having some trouble here at the uh, homestead, but... Uh, trouble at know. the homestead? What's wrong, Lassie? Yeah. Well, my side of the HQ has... Uh, some electrical issues and oh, right yeah as we yeah, saw the, the ac is only working on your side of the hq now so i know well here's the thing hbot knows i'm the uh the the strict one of us too so she's been she's been you know doing some stuff for me on the side that Understood. sounded really bad well i was gonna chime in with something even worse so oh that was uh-oh. pretty good okay <clears throat> but uh but yeah so I'm, I'm very hot and very sweaty um long day it's yeah one day I mean, it's but, a Monday, uh, indeed. Yeah. Um, all right, well, Brett, uh, first things first, some housekeeping stuff before we really get into it. Merch, <clears throat> it's available now. You can see it in the screens running behind us, the advertisement, and also on me right now. On your body. <laughs> so I'm wearing it. Uh, this is our snapback hat and our regular T-shirt. I don't actually know the names of those items, but uh, they're available for you now. <laughs> Yeah, that's the uh, haptic logo tee and haptic logo snapback, I think. And then we have the haptic weeaboo or weeb collection as well, which is the same style of hat and shirt, but with the Japanese logo. Right. And then there's a special limited edition kawaii uh, variant mm-hmm. of that shirt. Yeah. So. Yeah, all of which you'll be seeing on the show or on one of our streams or somewhere, or if you see us at Best Buy or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see it. Man, on that us. was a deep cut. That was a deep cut. Literally, only a couple of people in the world will understand that. Uh, I don't even remember the name of the person, one of them that would remember that. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so our topic rundown. First of all, we have the Abysmal Chronicles for you, as we always do. A bunch of nice little news segments that we are not going to turn into full topics. Today, yep. we were going to be talking about in main topics GeForce, GeForce Now, and the videos GeForce Now, and some leaks with that some big leaks maybe potentially but still worth noting talking about a massive playstation experience event has been leaked for december 2021 potentially uh more to come on that obviously and then we're gonna be rounding off our main topics we're talking about young horses and how they are moving to a four-day work week to kind of talk about and revisit some of our conversations about crunch and stuff um, young horses being the developers of bug snacks that's right so talking about bugs next um and then our indie intel this week uh, a game called poppy playtime over on kickstarter that we will be talking about those are our main topics brett yeah yeah uh, I, I was gonna say before we jump into the uh, media consumption update i just mm-hmm. want to reiterate we are live right now oh my god that's right we are i forgot <laughs> So uh, if you're watching us live, thank you for joining us. If you're watching us on replay, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're live right now on YouTube and Twitch. Right. Uh, we're opening up our chat. If you guys want to add to the discussion and give your thoughts about anything we're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, please do so. And you can also do that in the comment section of the video uh, after this goes up. So, right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, Brett, media consumption update. Yep. Why don't you go first? Yeah, Josh. Uh, Well, I'll start with some things that I did and watched and played by myself, and then we can jump into some things that we played and watched together. How's that sound? That sounds great. And then we'll transition into yours. Okay. So number one, I've been watching a show. It's on Stars. It's called Heels. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, and I believe we are in the HQ right now, correct? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So you can see right behind me, we have the AEW World Championship. You know that I'm a huge fan of wrestling. So the show Heels is a wrestling show. Uh, it's a drama. Uh, Stephen Amell is the creator and star of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's known as uh, Arrow, Green Arrow on CW. Oh. Huge wrestling fan. Wow. Huge wrestling fan. Okay. And the show is fantastic. I am on episode five. Uh, it's episodic, so unfortunately, just one we... season so far. Yeah, yeah, but it's episodic, so not everything's out yet. Gotcha. Uh, we're still waiting for episode six next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fantastic. It explores behind the scenes of wrestling, and it's a small town wrestling promotion in Duffy, Georgia, um, trying to stay afloat in a world where there is a WWE essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can kind of see where it's going, where potentially they will grow and then, you know, where they're going to go from there. Um, there's two brothers that are dueling and, and two one's a brothers, face and yeah, two brothers, uh, one's a face and one's a heel, which in wrestling terminology is one's a good guy. One's a bad guy. Uh, and you start to see that maybe the guy who's playing the good guy isn't such a good guy and he should be the heel. Uh, and that's kind mm, of where, uh, where I like that. I like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. So I recommend it. Heels on stars. Uh, or uh, slick tube if you have access to slick tube um yeah only a few people watching this that's right but uh dms dms for more information about that (laughs) um trying to think of like any other games that i played uh or shows that i watched alone uh rick and morty i I finished that which i know you did as well uh i did not finish it i fell asleep on the second to last episode last night but i'll be finishing that tonight thought it was a pretty weak season overall but comparatively but um you know what they're there's becoming what's that if i start to think about what the formula of a show is while i'm watching the show i no longer like the show understandable and they break it a little bit with the one episode where rick's like leaving quote unquote with Mm -hmm. the crows uh, and then immediately the next episode they break it and it's like okay so we're just watching the same thing over and over and over again with different contexts and the cuteness of it and the aha aha look at this mr poopy butthole and look at this trash eater Ooh, garbage i like garbage and all this stuff it's like i'm watching the same thing i uh, agree so Sorry. although uh whatever his name is garbage eater uh mm. was awesome <laughs> uh yeah no for, for sure 100 percent, i agree <laughs> um so yeah so i i honestly don't know what else like i i watched i played a couple of like smaller um like older games like retro games my dad got this uh arcade joystick game thing from like a little dinky mart um dinky mart yeah like a uh a farmer's market or like a uh a swap meet or a uh i don't know what the word i don't want to say the actual name of the place but yeah well let me tell those... you something though i like the name dinky mart we just copy <laughs> copyrighted it and trademarked it right now that's actually okay. that's what our that's what our merch store is called dinky mart dinky mart okay so my dad went to dinky mart and he got one of these like bootleg game consoles that you just hook up to your tv and it has these like bluetooth giant arcade joysticks mm-hmm. so i was over there playing some uh some classic arcade games and i was it was actually kind of cool because i was able to tell him like all right that game's trash okay this version of mortal Kombat's better than this version of mortal Kombat. like you know what i mean mm. like i was kind of helping him build out his like favorites list of games yeah i showed him michael jackson's moonwalker which he thought was hilarious um and he was surprised that I knew what it was, and he thought it was hilarious that the little you have to rescue little children, and then they go, <laughs> Michael. So he thought that was funny. Um, that is funny. 
So uh, yeah, in a, in a morbid kind of way, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I said, I, I said, Dad, you got to see this. And I loaded up Michael Jackson Moonwalker, and he's like, Oh, this is cool. The music's good. And then I started showing him the move set where Michael like kicks and throws his hat. And I was like, So the best part about this game is that you're playing as Michael Jackson, rescuing little children that yell Michael when you pick them up. And he was like, No, you don't. And I was like, <laughs> Yes, you do. And I showed him. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, Dinky Mart. Uh, the Dinky Mart Chronicles happened, and then that's it. So, uh, on to things that you and I did together that we can kind of delve into at the same mm, time. Please. Uh, we we watched Malignant, which is a horror film that just Malignant, came out. Malignant, dude. As in yeah. it's slick, as in it's good. Malignant nuts. Uh, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was uh, really good. It was more than good. I loved it. Um, yeah. That's my favorite movie of the year uh, thus far. It's Listen, it's probably the best horror movie I've seen this year. So it's different. It's not what you expect. If you're expecting it to be The Conjuring or Insidious, it's not, even mm-hmm. though it's advertised as such. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't watch it if you're not a fan of horror movies, uh, like a legit fan, because it's it's not what you're expecting. Yeah, it is, um, which I we talked about this already, but it is made for a, a few sets of people. Uh, a, you like campy horror movies. B, you like old gallo style slasher movies from italy b you like both of them and then the other group is people that don't like any of that stuff in which case this movie is not made for you yeah so, and you'll see that if you look at the the critic score and then the audience score they're so different yeah uh, so. yeah and it's fine it's it's totally fine that this is uh polarizing um because you know whatever but i mean i i, I loved it it is first of all one of the slickest weapons I think we've ever seen in a movie. It's just, it's just slick looking. Uh, the twist, while not, while predictable, because we did, uh, doesn't even matter, really. <laughs> well, it was predictable, but almost like there's no way that's possibly it because it's so fucking out there. Mm-hmm. And then it actually was, and we were like, okay, they went there. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then they really lean into that. Uh, and then yeah. they really go there and the fight sequences, everything. It's, it's awesome. A lot of people were talking about on Twitter and I agree. It's like James Wan took all of his, you know, studio good boy points for making some of the biggest horror franchises and doing Aquaman and was like, WB, I'm cashing in, cashing in the money in the bank. Yeah. And, uh, that's it. And he won the world <laughs> championship with this one. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so we did that. Um, we also, and if I'm forgetting something, please feel free to chime in. Um, mm. We also we played Zombie Army Trilogy. We beat the, we finally beat the final level. Yeah, that was fun. I'm glad we did that. Yeah, that game. If you want to see my review, you got to go to uh, GG App mm. uh, user Brett Rob to get the full review. Link, links in the description at your link tree. Links in the description on my link tree. Uh, but I will say a little snippet is that that game is slick. It oozes slickness, mm-hmm. and the soundtrack and atmosphere alone make it a, like a 10 out of 10, but it's not a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly it started off as a mod for another game and mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. And the story is not important, but not great. Yeah. So, uh, but it's a very fun time. And if you have friends and you like that kind of stuff, uh, definitely play it. Yeah. I am. Ex- I'm excited to play Zat four to well, see. Not Zat anymore. Well, that was zombie army trilogy and it's no longer the well whatever zombie army 4 yeah that one i'm excited to play that to see what they actually can do when they make something from the ground up Um, i've heard very good things and i'm glad we finally went back and beat that yeah me too uh 
besides that, we are playing Demon Souls again with a friend. Oh, yeah. That's kicking our ass. So New Game Plus is no joke. We are... It's funny because we're playing with our buddy Sean, and we destroy things in his world. I mean, uh, it is, it's not fair. Uh, and we will carry him through the game like true warriors. Uh, and then we play New Game Plus with each other, and it's not good. It is, <laughs> it is harder than the first time we played, which I guess is the whole point of New Game Plus. Yeah, so. but we really got to do some leveling, which yeah. is good because we're getting to an area where my character specifically will level a lot, which is in, down in the mines. There's one area that I will just do over and 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 gotcha. over again. Because so. they're weak to magic. So That's true. Yeah, um, and besides that, I mean... I really can't think Splitgate. of anything else. We've been playing Splitgate still. Yeah, Splitgate. Uh, getting annoying, but mm -hmm. still a cool concept for a game. Mm -hmm. Apex. Always. Mm -hmm. um, I honestly am thinking I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> well, um, are you sure? I can't think. I'm, I think I watched. Uh, I'm rewatching Dexter, the show Dexter. Uh, trying to because there's a new season coming out. Um, I want to say I watched a couple of things. I don't remember. I don't. I, I probably, but I don't know. Well, I know one thing that we watched together that we didn't mention. What's that? If you're ready to move on, that is. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, Josh, then I think it's time for us to jump into the Abysmal Chronicles. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. Because last week you and I together watched PlayStation Showcase. It's true. We did. Wow. And I think it's time for us to run through every single goddamn thing we saw. All right, let's do it. So listen, first of all, totally, totally wrong about almost all of the predictions I made uh, and rumors that I thought we were going to see. That's right. Uh, so that's number one. Number two. Okay. So we got uh, a possible RE4 remake <laughs> tease that was shown off. So they started off with this crazy intro that seemingly had nothing to do with games, but they had little like game references hidden throughout yeah one of them was uh the los illuminado symbol from resident evil 4 so uh there's all these references and, and rumors and conspiracies now that there's gonna be a resident evil 4 remake coming very soon which we know it's in production but seemingly it's very far off mm -hmm. so that is that now let's move on to the actual announcements uh beyond the little trailer we got so josh knights of the old republic mm -hmm. remake yeah. For PlayStation 5 and mm -hmm. PC, yeah. what are your thoughts? Uh, this blew my mind. This was really uh, not something I was expecting at all. Um, out of everything else in here, well, this and Wolverine. But, I mean, this, for me, I am super excited. I love KOTOR. Uh, if you remember, it made uh, my top games of all time. So if you haven't seen those videos, check them out. They're on the channel. There's a whole playlist for it. Um, and, yeah, I, as you could see in my reaction when we watched it, I lost my mind. I was very happy, yeah. uh, which, by the way, we streamed this whole thing. So if you didn't watch that, go check out our reactions. Uh, maybe True. we'll do a highlight video at some point in the near future. Um, but yeah, Slick. Yeah, that was a good one. I've never played that game, so I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really a Star Wars fan when those games were around, so mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. uh, then we got Gran Turismo. Actually, I don't think this is in order of what we saw. Um, nah, it's a little out of order. That's fine. We uh, saw Gran Turismo with a really weird trailer with like Castlevania music. Mm -hmm. uh, truly did not give a shit about this game, but it's coming March 4th for PS4 and PS5. So we're finally getting a good looking racing game on PlayStation. Yeah. Hopefully uh, racing fans are excited for that one. 
Yeah. Uh, then we got uh, Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy coming to PS5 and PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think PC is the bigger news there, um, which yep. is great. Uh, what doesn't make sense there is that PC doesn't have access to Uncharted 1, Uncharted 2, or Uncharted 3. Um, so what the fuck? <laughs> PlayStation yeah, with weird. that one. Um, but uh, yeah, cool, I guess. Uh, I would play Uncharted 4 again. Um, I'd play Lost Legacy again. Uh, but I, at this point, I'd want to play one through three again too because it's yeah. been so long um, since I have played them. Yep. But uh, cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll get another platinum trophy. Why not? <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a trailer for a game called Chia. I think is how you pronounce it. Chia Pets. That's correct. In which a girl. Well, it's actually funny because it seems like you are a little girl that can control and become almost like Mario Odyssey. These little pets or little creatures. Um, yeah. This was the indie darling of the PlayStation Showcase, if you will. Yeah, I wasn't... Didn't get me. Um, I think Same. the trailer was way too long. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be cool, but didn't wasn't really a standout for me. And you know what, Josh? I, I think that that is a common thread here, is that a lot of these things that were shown off at the... Uh, I was going to call it PSX, but PlayStation Showcase, mm-hmm. a lot of the trailers were just too damn long. Oh, yeah. Especially Deathloop. Yeah, which is what I'm going to get to next. Uh, Deathloop, which we're going to be talking about in just a little bit. Um, They had a huge, huge trailer for this game that was coming out in, what, five days after the event? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they were just trying to get every little bit of views, I guess, on this game as possible. Yeah. Comes out this week, so. Yeah. Uh, then we got Blood Hunt, which I believe is um, Vampire Masquerade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. There was a beta, right? Free? Yeah, we had a friend that played it, said it was poop. Yeah. Say before so. quitting. Shout out to them, Christian. He said it was no good. So. Yep. Well, first he was hyping it up, and then like 10 minutes later, he was like, this game's poop. Yep. So. Yeah. We got another trailer for Guardians. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, more in-depth one... story look. Yeah, more in depth story look, but I got to tell you, this trailer was the weakest of what we've seen so far, which yeah. isn't really good to yeah. say. I, yeah, I got to be honest with you. Like, I want this game, and I want it to be good, and it could be good, but then you look a little deeper, Brett, and you look at who's publishing it and who is developing it, and you're like, wait a minute, didn't you just do a Marvel property that was complete shit and was bumbled and sucked? And then you think to yourself, hmm, I'm not going to buy it at launch, because if you buy it at launch, then you're a hypocrite. Absolutely. This is definitely a wait and see. Yeah, this is, this is a wait and see in Square. Thin ice. Yeah. Uh, then we got a, a rather extensive look at Ghostwire Tokyo, which has been quite a while since we've seen that. Yeah, and I still don't understand what it is, except that it looks like Bioshock. Looks like Bioshock, um, for sure. Yes. Um, it's in Japanese, Tokyo. Uh, it looks kind of cool. Right. Yeah, Tokyo Drift. It looks kind of cool. Then a big one, Alan Wake remastered, coming October fifth, very soon. Uh, and Josh, I'm assuming, good time to play it, October. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that game uh, again made my top games of all time list. Go check those videos if you haven't, and look at my list on GG. Um, that game is slick. It's incredible. Uh, it's more relevant than any time before. Uh, it is connected to other games in Remedy's universe, which today, by the way, was officially confirmed to be connected universe, same world, by Remedy, by nice. Mr. Sam Lake himself. Uh, people were freaking out, myself included. 
good game. Excited to play. I'm going to platinum it. Uh, I'm going to suck it off. And uh, I was thinking too, Brett, and we can talk about this later, but uh, maybe it's the next long-form video we do. Something about Alan Wake. Ooh. I so, like that. I don't know. I don't know. All right. I like that. And maybe uh, maybe your boy will play it and beat it. How long is it? It's not long, right? Probably anywhere from 8 to 10 hours, maybe. That's maybe, not bad. Maybe shorter than that. Uh, maybe I'll uh, I'll bang it out real quick, and I'll have some input as well. Who knows? Yeah, I hope so. All right, GTA Five was shown off again, and it is now that trailer for GTA Five on PlayStation Five is one of PlayStation's most disliked videos ever on YouTube, uh, sitting at 104k dislikes and only 24k likes. When you get to be a decade after launch and you're still milking it, much like Skyrim, you're yep. bound to receive some criticism. Next point. It was a it was a really bad trailer, regardless of all of that. At least when it came to PS4, there was a couple of new additions to the game. There's nothing new. It's the same game. So they didn't even highlight any graphical upgrades, anything. Uh, yeah. It's just a bad trailer. Poopy doop. Yeah. Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, which we kind of knew a little bit about before this. Um, it was very heavily impacted, the development, by uh, the pandemic, unfortunately. They kind of had to change a lot of the graphics and visuals and themes of the game because it was a little too close to home with the actual COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going for more like an alien thing rather than like a viral mm -hmm. thing, which is kind of what it was supposed to be in the in the beginning. Um, so that I, I actually am not interested in that simply because of that, because I think they should have just stuck to their guns. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just my thoughts. No input. It's fair. Uh, we got another look at Forspoken, which, you know, is shaping up to be pretty cool. And mm -hmm. I'm liking what I see. Uh, yeah. Our good friend Stephen Heavenstreet, who used to be uh, a host on the show with us, he made a comment that he said, you know, a lot of people on Twitter and he seemed to agree that uh, the game should be, it would be cooler if it was set in Final Fantasy's universe because it is a Square Enix game. Uh, who knows? Maybe it will. I don't know. Maybe I'm they're holding off. I'm interested to check it out because of the team behind it and uh, the writing team and who's developing it and all that. So, yeah, they did Final Fantasy 15. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah, I love Final Fantasy 15. So I'm with you there. Uh, the next game they showed off was Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which, quite frankly, I have no interest in Borderlands anymore. But uh, if anything was going to get me back, it's this. So mm -hmm. quite frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. There you go. Project Eve, which is what started the show, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. um, looks like ass, in my opinion. It looks like Nier um, and Bayonetta fused together, and it doesn't know what it wants to be, and it doesn't know what it wants to do, and quite frankly, it looks bad, and looks that's like, my take. Looks like another Japanese action RPG. Yeah. So, sorry if you're a big fan of Project Eve, but uh, it's not doing it for me. All right. The big ones. Josh. Spider-Man 2 was shown off, and we were given a release year of 2023. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems as if we're going to be able to play as Peter and Miles, and we're going to be able to switch between the two. Mm -hmm. uh, Craven the Hunter is apparently villain one, mm -hmm. and as shown in the trailer, Venom is villain two. Adrenaline and Venom. Adrenaline and Venom. Yeah, that, yes. was, that was another big uh, reveal, and is Slick and Tony Todd. Is Venom? 
which is slick, and I am ready for that game. Yeah. But, Josh, Insomniac wasn't done with that. So they said, we just put out a banger, Ratchet & Clank. We just put out a banger Spider-Man spinoff Miles Morales game. And before that, we put out Spider-Man, PlayStation Marvel Spider-Man. Right. We're going to do another Marvel property that no one knows about. And it's going to be a character that a lot of people suck off. And you know what it is? It's Wolverine. Brett, it is Wolverine. And here's the thing. Besides how slick this announcement is, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that they are creating their own universe, right? Insomniac is. Two big things from this. First, it shows that Marvel really, really trusts Insomniac. Like, really trusts Insomniac. And two, it shows that Insomniac is PlayStation's most important studio. They might not be the best. They might not be the most refined or mainstream, but they're the most important. And they have to be the biggest. I mean, like, at a headcount level. Because just look at their previous releases. Every year? Every other year? Twice a year? Dude, they have to have at least three or four teams operating at once, and they are PlayStation's most important studio. That's it. It's the workhorse. That's it. Uh, what do you What do you think about Wolverine? Uh, you know, just a CG trailer. I'll keep my expectations in check, but I'm excited. Be interested Possibly. to see how it plays. Yes, uh, definitely. We are kind of looking like we are going to be almost getting a uh, Insomniac you know, Marvel universe, mm-hmm. like video game universe, you know, mm-hmm. where all these things are connected. Uh, so maybe we get a proper Avengers game down the line. Uh, but interesting to note, Wolverine is a, uh, he is an X-Men, which is formerly Fox. Right? Yes, but remains under the umbrella of Sony but it's Marvel. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll see Hulk show up. I know that was rumored. Uh, so that'd be yeah. really cool too. Yeah. You know? All right. And then the big one, we finally got a, a big look at God of War Ragnarok. Um, no release date on this one, but goddamn, this game looks fucking awesome. Looks good. That is my biggest thing is that why did we not have a release date yet? Yeah. Well, I think they're afraid, um, you know, COVID happened and, you know, they had to constantly push stuff back, but um, rest assured, Josh, I mean, listen, I know we don't have a date, but the fact that we got such an extensive look at the game, I don't think it's too far away. I I see early, you know, definitely before summer of 2022. Yeah, probably. uh, Yeah. I want to, we got a look at, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I believe it's Angra Boda, Mm -hmm. who is Loki's uh, love interest and the mother of um, basically like uh Jormungandr, the the serpent, world serpent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's an interesting thing. She's a child, so I don't yeah, know if she's gonna give she's, birth. She's she's about uh, Loki's age, Atreus's age. Yeah, Loki's age. Yeah. So, and the Spoiler thing is, like, alert. Ragnarok is like a big time thing, and that's kind of where all this stuff happens. Is like there's a big mm-hmm. time skip. Right. So, um, yeah, there's a there's a potential for for all that to be explained. Right. Um, there's actually human being NPCs in the villages now, which mm-hmm. is really cool. First time we're seeing that in God of War, uh, in this God of War iteration. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm fucking excited for this game, and uh, yeah, God of War, uh, PlayStation Four was probably was that number one for both of us or number two? I think that was number two. number two, I believe. Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, fantastic. Yep. All right. So that's all we got for PlayStation uh, Showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, we were wrong with all of our predictions, and it was a pretty good show. And our connection sucked, and the stream was bad. But thank you for watching, and uh, you know all that. <laughs> So next up in the Abysmal Chronicles, Josh, we have a couple more things here. Deathloop gets sucked. Uh, Deathloop has now become the highest rated non-remade PS5 game to date. I love, Solid that, nines. I love that you read my title that I wrote in there that wasn't supposed to be publicized. Uh, I read it, and of course I'm going to say it out loud. Okay. Uh, Deathloop is getting solid nines and tens across the board to my surprise, mm-hmm. which I did not expect, Josh. Um, I thought I'd give you guys a list of the highest scoring PS5 games so far. Here's the list. Uh, number one is Hades with a 93, and that is a port. Mm-hmm. Two is Demon Souls with a 92, which is a remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, three is Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remake, which is uh, a 90, and like I said, a remake. And Deathloop is number four with a 90, uh, and it is an original game. And yeah. the game after that is Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate for PS5, which is an 89, and it's a yeah. remake. Well, uh, Arcane back to doing what they're doing, making good games that unfortunately are not for me. It didn't look like it'd be for me, but um, maybe when it's on sale for yeah. like twenty bucks, I'll suck it off. Although I saw in one of the reviews, which I found very interesting, Brett, is that there is an element in the game where people can join your world as you're playing and yes. act as like enemies npcs and somebody compared it to being akin to left 4 dead's uh, survival mode yeah it almost sounds like uh getting invaded in dark souls as well yeah yeah, yeah that too so i thought that was interesting i hope it's not annoying uh but you know anyway yeah all right next up uh nintendo lowers the switch price ahead of the oled models release yep so nintendo is lowering the price of its base switch model across europe ahead of the oled versions launch next month mm-hmm the Nintendo Switch is now priced at 299 euros in Europe, down 30 euros from the previous 329 pricing. Uh, in the UK, Nintendo has adjusted the base model to 259 dollars or euros, whatever their fucking currency is. Really UK is pounds. Pounds uh, down 20 dollars from the previous 279 pounds. Uh, Nintendo actually made a comment. Uh, they talked to Verge. They said, after carefully weighing up a variety of factors, including currency exchange rates in Europe and the upcoming launch of Nintendo Switch OLED model, we decided that now was the appropriate time to change the European trade price of the Nintendo Switch. You're right there? So, yeah. I was throwing on my you Nintendo just, voice. You just read it like a robot. I was trying to do a uh, businessman robot uh, spokesperson reply. Gotcha. So, yeah, um, that's uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, Not hope- really a lot, though. No, I hope they do it in North America for people. Uh, who knows? Uh, probably not, because North America is, uh, well, let's just bad. say inflation is bad, and uh, we're, we're approaching a bubble, and things are going to be bad in North America. Anyway. Uh, next up, Kojima's being Kojima. Uh, Hideo Kojima wants to make games that are different for every player. Of course he does. Uh, Kojima says, I want to create a game that changes in real time. Kojima told Silicon Era, even though there are people of different ages and trades playing the same game, they're playing it in the same way. Continuing, the developer said he wants the game to change based on where the person lives and that person's unique perspective, which I don't know what that means, but hey, man, sounds good. (laughs) 
I uh, compared this off screen. We were talking about this and I compared it to uh, Kanye West releasing albums as mm-hmm. they constantly evolve and change. And, you know, the tracks are never the same from when mm-hmm. they first started to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of bands did this. A lot of musicians did this. So yeah. I can see this you know, happening. I want Kojima to make whatever he wants. <laughs> I don't I just go ahead, dude. You got it. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, so Epic wins their lawsuit, but also loses their lawsuit. Yeah. Epic lost on just about every count and will have to pay millions of dollars. Uh, however, now Apple has to let apps. Oh, yeah, this is about Fortnite and in-game currency, by the way. Mm-hmm. Apple now has to let apps use external payment processors, such as like a Fortnite in-game store. Mm-hmm. Uh, Epic will appe- will be appealing the findings. So it's true. Well, the one big thing there is that, you know, Apple lost one of the biggest parts, which was the fact that they have to u- let people use external payment processors now, but Epic is has to pay a lot of money to Apple, and Apple is going to potentially lose billions of dollars anyway. So, And and you know what, Josh? I say thank you, Epic. Um, I'm not a huge fan of, of you and your policies or your game, mm-hmm. um, but thank you because this will impact, you know, many other developers, many mm-hmm. other games in the future moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure if anyone has the millions to put forward to uh, make this happen, it was you. So uh, it couldn't have happened to a better studio. That's right. So, Brett, it might be a little bit late into the show now, but mm-hmm. but before we hop into our main topics, there's one more thing that needs to happen. That's right. Um, what was it? Um, uh, HBOT rolled the intro. HBOT, I gotta tell you something. If you ruin that again, if you fuck up the intro one more time, you're done. That's it. You're done. How dare you? Brett's transition was so slick and you ruined it. It's alright, I just stood there. I didn't realize something happened, so we're good. Well, let's just say she went to a black screen when she wasn't supposed to. So, <laughs> Alright. Anyway. Alright, Brett, our main topics... Let's hop into them, shall we? We're Let's... in the theater. It's nice and cool down here on my side. Uh, she still has not fixed your side. I'm hot. Mm-hmm. You certainly are. Um, <laughs> okay. Our first main topic, Brett, as you can see behind us, GeForce has leaked. So this is a rumor. comes from Push Square. Not really GeForce? <laughs> GeForce has leaked. <laughs> what does that mean? Let me let me add some context. This is not technically a rumor because this stuff exists, and we're going to talk and then speculate on that thing, those things that already exist. So this comes from Push Square, obviously that you can see behind me. The rumor is that a gigantic GeForce leak goes nuclear. Hints at all kinds of unannounced games, PS5 titles linked to P, 
see. So let me give you some background, Brad, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, please. This person, Igor July, uh, this is his personal. That sounds like a fake name. It does. It probably is. His website's up, up behind me. Um, basically, he found a way to open up GeForce GeForce Now's database and look at its contents. Uh, for those of you that don't know, GeForce Now is an NVIDIA's streaming service. So it's kind of akin to xCloud in the sense that it processes gaming on, you know, powerful PCs at like a server location and then you stream it to your device, uh, your computer in this case. Um, so titles may or may not come out, but the data is credible and you can go look at the contents yourself either on his website or if you have the wherewithal, he lists uh, instructions on how he did it so you could go do that if you wanted to. So basically, Brett, what I wanted to do is kind of go through some of the games that were cataloged in this Okay. Leak. Okay. Yeah, go through it. What's his name again? Oscar November? What is it? <laughs> Igor July. Okay, Igor um, July. But I'm going to be looking at a Reddit post from user last... Oh, let me turn that off. Last Grail on okay. uh, Reddit. Yeah, Last Grail on Reddit. Uh, this person kind of cataloged all of these uh, games um, hmm. so that we can take a look at them together. Okay, so for Sony... Um, this could take years for these games to come PC, and I don't think any of these are going to be particularly that surprising. Um, yeah. But basically, Uncharted, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Edition, so that would include Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, I believe. Correct? Okay. Yep. Um, Helldivers 2, Horizon Forbidden West. Helldivers, quickly, uh, Helldivers was actually mentioned on the uh, intro for the PlayStation Showcase. We talked about in the top of the pod how the Resident Evil logo was there. Yeah, the one next to it on the other side of the elevator was actually the Helldivers logo. Oh, okay. Well, so that could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So Helldivers Horizon Forbidden West, um, which isn't out yet, but would make sense. Uh, GT Seven, so Gran Turismo Seven. Deracini. Deracine. Deracine. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Deracine, if I remember correctly, was actually made by From Software. It is a VR game. Yes. So Deracine is a virtual reality adventure game developed by From Software and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment, released for PSVR. Gotcha. Uh, God of War 2018, I'm assuming. Um, Returnal, Demon Souls, Ratchet and Clank, Sackboy Big Adventure, Ghost of Tsushima. So those are just kind of already released PlayStation titles that would make sense to make their way to yeah. PC, I think. At this point, see, uh, if, if Sony continues their same kind of, you know, whatever shtick they've been releasing doing. playstation exclusive games on pc many months after they release that's right um and this user uh whatever the person's name was i forget uh, at this point whatever i just said last grail um noted that there is no bloodborne spider-man or last of us last guardian gravity rush etc listed above so the best list, ones listed dude. in it so again not that this means that they are coming to pc but a lot of these ones specifically for playstation make sense i think what, where I take pause is some of these ones that haven't been released yet, like Horizon Forbidden West and Gran Turismo 7. Um, I also think Returnal might be hard to port to PC given how much it utilizes the haptic controls, but I guess you translate that to a mouse and keyboard. You just pick different keys for it, so I don't know. I, I guess whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talk about this all the time, but PlayStation did acquire Nixes, the studio that does a yeah. lot of PC ports. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, a lot of these games could already be being worked on right now by Nixus. Yeah, and that's probably why. I mean, they, they see the, the financial benefit they gain from importing their games to PC, so why not have a yeah. studio dedicated just to, like, hey, 
here's delivery of the next first party game before it even comes out. It's here's the gold code, port it. Yep. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Microsoft listings Gears Six. Is that even confirmed? Hasn't even been announced yet. Mm. Uh, and then Oxide, unannounced. I don't know. Project Holland, which is supposed to be Fable. Tom Holland? No, Project Holland, which is supposed to be Fable. Project Typhoon, which is supposed to be Contraband. Project Woodstock, which is supposed to be Forza. Um, Untitled The Initiative Game, which uh, Xbox acquired. Halo 5 Guardians, which would make sense. Um, Avowed Kalimba. Kalimba is a really shitty game. Okay. Indus and Gravity. I don't know. Some of these... It's a lot of big ones. It is. Uh, Gear 6, I mean, already makes sense, though. I don't know why it would be listed on GeForce, since it's an well, Xbox game, but... So the only big ones there, in my opinion, are the ones that are unannounced games, right? Because it's typical that a lot of Xbox's first-party games do come to PC anyway. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I mean, like, Halo 5 Guardians, it's, like, not exciting to hear that. But when you hear, you know, Gears, you're like, wait, we didn't even know that was coming. So that's right. the big one there. Right, yeah. Um, and then some of these other... You know, potential fable, contraband, Forza. Yeah, whatever. We knew a lot of that's coming. So, yeah. Square Enix, uh, Chrono Cross Remaster. No idea. Final Fantasy Tactics Remaster, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Final Fantasy IX Remake, um, Final Fantasy Sixteen, um, which is confirmed only for PlayStation thus far, I believe. Um, Tomb Raider Anniversary. Unannounced title by Square Enix and Kingdom Hearts 4. Kingdom Hearts 4? That's not a thing. No Forspoken. No. And Final Fantasy IX remake, too. Yeah, stand, which... Stand out. They're not even done 7 yet. Right. So, that's see, that's some of these that give me pause, where I'm like, does would NVIDIA have access to this information so far in advance? Maybe I, to work on listings or I'm looking up Final Fantasy Nine right now because I don't even think that that's one of like the hasn't been announced. No, I know, but I don't even think it's one of like the big. I mean, I remember people saying it's like a good one, and it's, it's well. You know, I thought I thought originally there was a rumor years ago that like they wanted to do seven, eight, and nine. Mm. So I don't know. I just know I know Final Fantasy X ten is a uh, a good one. Mm -hmm. I know that eight is a really popular one. The characters in that, you know, get slicked off. Mm -hmm. So yeah, nine is just a weird one, I think, personally. But I don't know. Not a um, fan of that series. From Capcom, Resident Evil Four remake, which we talked about at the top of the show. Uh, yep. Street Fighter Six, which hasn't been announced. I don't believe they're only mm -hmm. up to five. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Dragon's Dogma Two, and Monster Hunter Six. <laughs> Which could be Worlds 2. It could be another weird Switch game. You never know. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's Okay, there's way more than I thought. I'm going to start blowing through these. Uh, take 2. Uh, GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas remasters. Yep, that's which, rumored. Yeah. Bioshock TRX remaster. What's uh, that? I have no idea. Is that uh, Bioshock the collection? Oh, yeah. The Redux. Whatever. Um, Bioshock 2022, which has been a rumor for a while. That's uh, soon. That there's going to be another Bioshock game. I don't think that's 2022, but maybe it's just a placeholder. Hopefully a new Bioshock. Uh, EA, Mirror's Edge remaster. 
RT, this says RTX nice. remaster, but it's a remaster RTX because NVIDIA. Untitled Respawn game. And then Titanfall 3. Wow, that'd be a big one. I want a Titanfall 3. Mm-hmm. But maybe the Untitled Respawn game and Titanfall 3 are one and the same. <laughs> or it's Jedi Fallen uh, Order 2. That would be slick too. Bandai Namco, Tekken 8. Again, unannounced, hasn't nothing yet. Curve Digital, Human Fall Flat 2. Okay. Devolver Digital, Talos Principle 2. That has not been announced yet. Uh, first Talos Principle was free on PS Plus. Uh, Kevin Hall says in the chat, damn, new Bioshock. Yeah, potentially. It's been rumored for a while. Um, out of everything for uh, Take Two there, that would be the one I'd be most interested in. Yeah. Um, GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas Remastered. It's two, I guess, but Bioshock specifically would be slick. Um, all right, Curve. Uh, we, I just read that. I read that. Crytek, Crisis 4, again, unannounced. Um, D3, Publisher Inc., Earth Defense Force 6. Wow, Earth Defense Force. Yeah. Uh, that's been dormant for a while. Uh, Sega Bayonetta three, which rumored for one, a million yeah, years, they on, announced it on PC no. though. Dude, that game is never coming out. The yeah. voice actress just said like she's done. She's like I'm retiring. Yeah. Well, they probably like okay, we need you to do all of this. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, we need you to redo all of this. Uh, also, Judgment, which this person says seems odd to him on the post, and seems odd to me too because that's been a there's a sequel coming yeah no atlas catherine full body shinigami tensei 5 uh no persona 5 of note but atlas games make sense uh considering the popularity of persona 4 golden that they just released yep wb batman arkham knight remaster for rtx remaster so nvidia valve half-life 2 remastered that would be popular that'd be a good one to launch with a steam deck yeah yeah i agree uh, and then the last one here uh, from Paradox Project FPS. Don't know it. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, take all this with a huge grain of salt. Salt. Take it with a huge grain of salt. A huge grain of salt. Um, I just thought it was interesting. Uh, and the fact that somebody was able to get it in and do this. Um, so again, these this code and this information exists, right? But doesn't necessarily mean all of them are going to be released or that they're actually ever going to see the light of day, uh, especially not on PC necessarily either. So yeah. Anything to add to that, Brent? No, there's a lot there. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't trust GeForce with uh, that kind of information. I think Xbox did it right by using like project names, mm -hmm. which a lot of these studios probably should be doing. Um, but yeah, man, I, I love, I love this kind of stuff. It gets you excited to get you, you know, Thinking about what's going to come, you know, if we get a Bioshock game in 2022, like that's pretty nuts. Yeah, so, I can't. I, I mean, I, I, who knows? Crazier shits happen. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to our next main topic, Brett. Yeah, let's move on to another uh, very speculative, rumor-based uh, topic here. Okay, so, it. we just had the PlayStation Showcase last week where we saw a lot of cool games, a lot of things got revealed, a lot of release dates. Uh, but now we are looking towards the future with PlayStation. Josh, a massive PlayStation experience event has leaked for December of 2021. That's correct. According to a new leak, there's a PlayStation experience event coming this December to finish the year with a bang. 
The leak comes from Reddit user air underscore radiant, who Josh of note has accurately predicted the date of the recent PlayStation showcase that just went live and also confirmed PlayStation's acquisition of Housemark early before they actually announced it themselves. Yep, that's right. So this guy's got he's got some chops. He's he's gotten some things right. Now we've seen a lot of these rumors come out of the woodworks, and you know, you don't really know what's real, what's fake. Right. This guy seems like he has uh he's a credibility here. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we're gonna be seeing the PSVR2 hardware revealed for the very first time. Mm-hmm. We've seen the controllers, I believe, but now we're actually gonna be seeing the headset. We're going to be seeing a Wipeout reboot announced, which makes sense because Wipeout is a game that you'd want on your PlayStation VR 2. Astrobot 2 is being rumored to be shown there as well, which again lines up with PSVR 2. Excellent franchise, by the way, the Astrobot series. Uh, and then also Sony will unveil their new AAA game, uh, AAA Japan game studio. Mm-hmm. So whether that is a PSVR game or a regular game, uh, we have no idea, but apparently it's a big deal. It's brand new AAA studio. So, what are your thoughts? I am really taking this with a very large grain of salt. Really? Even with the uh, credibility? Here's what doesn't make sense to me. And I'm not even saying that any of this stuff that could be announced in an event isn't true. That all sounds perfectly logical to me. What does not make a ton of sense to me is that usually PlayStation experience is a fan event for Sony, for PlayStation, right? They normally have tons of people in attendance at it. So with pandemic, things are not really shaping up that way, right? Most stuff has been virtual. We're very limited in person. Um, this has been an event that's always been open to the public. Uh, you can buy tickets and go. Um, yep. It's always been kind of a PlayStation celebration, and I don't know if they would do that and not have some sort of in-person component or rather have a more um, uh, reduced in-person kind of component for it uh, because uh, an event like this is expensive to put on, and I believe either Jim Ryan or Herman Holst in the past has said that they're not doing these anymore because it's so expensive to do they don't right. make anything off of it. Now, from a fan's perspective, I'm like, you don't, you maybe monetarily, you don't make a lot of money off of it, but it's good for your brand, right? Yeah, you create buzz. Yeah, it's good for positive word of mouth. But um, that's just where I kind of am taken back by this, where I'm like, eh, would they really do an all type of virtual event for this? Maybe they would. And maybe it's more so just like another, you know, playstation experience type or a, a, a you know what i mean showcase a showcase type thing rather than the full psx type of and maybe event. it will be and maybe it will be we don't yeah. know because this is a very up in the air you're right it's a we're in covid still we're might go into lockdown we don't know it's very very possible that you know this does transform from a play, playstation experience a psx into a playstation showcase but josh i'm going to argue though in the past we've had playstation experience uh in movie theaters yeah. And we've, all, you know, the potential, we have the potential here for a PlayStation experience live in VR. <sighs> Damn, that's true. Or a PSVR 2 reveal. Yeah. I don't know. It's just of, of note, the last PSX event was not uh, since 2018. Yeah. That, hey, you, make, you make good points. I just, I don't know. I'm with you. I'm with you. And that could, this could obviously shift and change. Things could get pushed back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, 
I I'm on the the side of the fence where I think it's this is all lines up with listen he's not saying anything crazy here he's saying that we're going to see the PlayStation VR 2 which we know is real right and he said we're going to get a reboot which we know is real right Astrobot 2 is inevitable Mm -hmm. uh they just picked up a Sobe and we know that they have a AAA game studio in Japan that they're going to announce yeah so it's not like he's actually like making any outlandish claims it's a matter of when Mm -hmm. this stuff gets announced so if it's in December that's great if they have to delay it that's fine uh one more thing to note, PSVR was absent from PlayStation Showcase. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think they're really going to wait um, until, you know, six or 12 months out of launch before they do anything for that. So that they're, How do you know? So that they're How competent. do you know that's not December? Uh, it could be. It could be. I'm just saying that, that that's, yeah. I, I think, the turnaround time from announcement to release of the second headset for PSVR is going to be short. Yeah, I'm with you there, for sure. So... Yeah, that's all I got uh, for that that topic. Um, so yeah, okay. thanks to Air Radiant on Reddit. Good stuff. All right, Brett. Our last main topic before we go to Indie Intel. Something that I wanted to talk about. Something that we've talked about on the channel before. Bug snacks. Uh, talking about bug snacks. So Young Horses, who is the developer of Bug Snacks, uh, has decided to move to a four-day work week. This was originally reported by Axios, and I'm taking this information from VG2147, but basically Axios reported that Bug Bug Snacks developer Young Horses shifted to a four-day work week in July of this last year. The team of eight adjusted its workflow to accommodate four-day, 32-hour work weeks to combat the need for crunching and to help the well-being of the team. This uh, next quote comes from their co-founder and president, Phil Tibitaski. Tibitaski. Quote, uh, might as well give people the peace of mind that they can't, that they can relax doing their own thing on their own time than have someone feel guilty for doing it at work. We know what we have to get done and when we have to get it done or we're making our own schedule entirely and things get done when they get done. End quote. Interesting. Thoughts, Brett? I think this is a very interesting take, especially considering, you know, all of the stuff that happened with Cyberpunk 2077 um, and CD Projekt Red with their crunch culture. Um, listen, two very different games, Bug Snacks and Cyberpunk, right? Yeah. Um, one is a much larger scale than the other. One is right. a lot smaller, but sure. also one was a masterpiece and one was a broken mess. <laughs> so One is still a broken mess. Yeah. So... Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, this, uh, it seems like a very good thing. You know, a lot of workplaces are, are doing stuff like this. Um, they're letting people work remotely 100%. They're changing the amount of uh, days in their work schedule. Listen, if you're getting the work done, you know, who cares? If, if you have a happier, and this is tried and true, if you have a happier workforce, you're going to get a better product in the end. I concur. You know, that's I just concur. how it is, man. I concur. Um, so, I think, not just in the gaming industry, but the larger work pool as a whole, experimenting with reduced time in the office, reduced time at desks, and reduced days working, I think leads to better productivity. There are plenty of studies and data to support the fact that within any given workday, you are not actively proficient at working for eight hours straight. You are not actively proficient at working for seven hours straight. 
if you work for four hours straight, right? Like four hours in any given workday, you are just as productive as somebody that works for eight hours straight. If you work constantly for four hours. Yep. So employers piloting and testing different ways to develop things and get their work done, I think is good. And having varied, you know, in office, work from home, shorter work weeks, shorter work days, all that stuff is just going to lead to better products, especially when you are a creative. Because just like everybody else, you get tired, you get burnt out, you can't look at anything, and then you start to make mistakes or you start to produce subpar work. So, yeah, absolutely. That's all I have to say. Uh, bravo on Young Horses for doing this. Uh, they're a yeah. great studio. They're a very small studio, which affords them probably more flexibility with that as well, I guess, to note. Um, but great studio. They make uh, great games. That's all I have to say. Weenie worm. Weenie worm. All right, let's move on to our final topic of the day, Josh. Indie Intel. It's our segment where we like to take an indie game uh, on Kickstarter or Indiegogo or just something we think looks slick, show it some love, try to get some eyes on it. Today, Josh, we have Poppy Playtime. That's right. Which is touted as a horror game that's actually got gameplay. I like that. It's an interesting little tagline there because... You know, a lot of these horror games are walking simulators where you literally just walk back and forth. And listen, no, not trying to rib on any games that we've played recently, but there were games that we played recently where you simply walk into a room and walk back and then you walk back and you walk back and you walk back and you don't actually do anything. You pick something up, you write a letter to a demon, you slide it under the door, the demon writes back. You write on it again, you slide it under the door, the demon writes back. Really on the nose here. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I'm allowed to critique. Um, Absolutely. And this is a game that's touting that they've actually got some gameplay. So uh, I'll delve into a little bit more details here. Poppy Playtime is a single player first person horror puzzle game, which is the best kind of game, being developed by Mob Games with Isaac Christofferson from St. Louis, Missouri as the game director. Ooh, is this a first time Missouri feature on Indie Intel? I believe it is. I, I believe it is as well. Uh, They say about Poppy Playtime, you must stay alive in this unique horror puzzle adventure. Try to survive the vengeful toys waiting for you in the abandoned toy factory. Use your grab pack to hack electrical circuits or nab anything from afar. Explore the mysterious facility and don't get caught. So it's a horror game that takes place in a toy factory. Josh, I know you're a huge fan of Child's Play. Uh, (laughs) Ironically. I am not a huge fan of Child's Play. That is a false statement. Uh, dolls still scare me. Not like this, though. Yeah. This is like... Not animatronics, but, uh, you know... Well, okay. There's a doll behind me. I just lied. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, by the way, this right here is not good. This doll. So, I... I, in, the, in their Kickstarter trailer, she like just... Dude, this is really, really not good. Ready? I'm going to do a play-by-play for this. So here she's just looking at you. And then you scroll a little bit, and her eyes move just like a centimeter towards yep. the camera. That's not good, folks. It's not good. It's bad. It's okay. scary. All right. And there's no jump scare with it and nothing like that. So it's it's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's got like a little bit of a Five Nights at Freddy's feel to it, but I do like the grab pack. Essentially, it's like two hands that you can extend out and grab things. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be using that to solve puzzles, grab things, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, the game is actually planned to have multiple chapters. So mm-hmm. 
got a cohesive story here releasing in, in chapters. Yep. Uh, each chapter is going to release separately and is planned to cost $4.99, which is cheap. Very cheap. The game is currently on Steam, available for wishlisting, and the Kickstarter is available now. Uh, they have like 20-something days left, and they've only raised $411 Ooh. out of their goal, which is 45000 So Folks. we really need some help with this one, guys. If you want Poppy Playtime to be a reality, you gotta back it on Kickstarter. The link is in our description. That's right. And then wishlist on Steam, too. Huh? Ignore my Alan Wake background. Um, uh, yeah, I just want to make sure that the uh, Steam store is indeed up, because I think it went up... Yeah, it is. Okay. Poppy Playtime. Yep. Make sure you wishlist it. I just added it to my wishlist. And yeah, the game looks slick, cool. I like it. You have anything else you want to add, Brett? No. Wow. Okay. Well, Brett. Josh. That's it. I'm hot, my man. That's for sure. I'm hot. But what's even hotter... That merch, baby. Oh. That sweet, sweet merch. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested in the hat that Josh is wearing or the shirt, stand up. Stand up. Well, a little bit. There you go. A little bit. You can buy this this stuff. All right? <laughs> Streamlabs.com slash Haptigintel. Uh, it's in our description. If you guys go uh, right down below on YouTube, you can find it there. We have a lot of options. We have a Japanese logo. We have a regular logo. We have variants. We have hats. We have beanies. We got it all. Uh, we keep it fairly cheap. We don't have a, a you know huge choice over the price. We basically make like a dollar or two off of each uh, purchase. So uh, yeah, help us out. Buy some merch. It looks cool. I like it. I designed it. You're welcome. All right. There you go. Uh, well, yep. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Make sure you do that YouTube stuff, that Twitch stuff. You follow, you like, yep. you subscribe, you yep. comment, yep. you share. Yep. Yep. Uh, you buy our merch. Yep. Um, you share it. Uh, yep. You like it. You comment mm -hmm. it. You yep. subscribe to it. Yes. You follow it. Do it. You support it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I got all that. Yep. Okay. Well, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thank you for joining me, Brett. Um... Bye-bye.